Has self-isolation taken hold of your relationship? Are you bickering more? Is tension increasing? And do you feel at a loss for where to start if you want things to change? So the big question is this, how do we navigate through the mountain of overwhelming, often contradictory and sometimes false parenting information we find online? What parenting information should you believe and apply and what should you reject? That is the big question and in this podcast we will help you understand what underlies your child's behavior and explain how to react in a way that favors your child's optimal development. I'm Alexandra Scherzer and welcome to the Wise Parenting Podcast. We're well aware that the threat of COVID-19 and self-isolation have families staying at home day in and day out, often with at least one parent working from home. Aside from our daily lives and daily routines turned upside down, the truth is that many couples haven't spent this much time together in quite a while, if ever. And if they have, today's circumstances and new family dynamic are like none other with couples confined to their homes with their children, juggling multiple responsibilities from an enclosed space, day after day after day. In fact, this is a topic for a ton of memes online and articles as well. But the bottom line is that the entire family living their daily lives from home, taking care of all their responsibilities from one common space, with no real opportunity to get out and take a breather, may be putting a strain on parents' relationships that may be hard to come back from. And this is what today's episode is about. We are going to discuss some points to focus on to help you get through this pandemic with your significant other, particularly if you're feeling that your relationship is more strained and tense as the weeks go by. And to be clear, As necessary as it may be to work on maintaining a good relationship with your significant other, both for your sake and your children's sakes, in order to get through this pandemic as a family, undivided, these are unprecedented times, and we know that many of you are, or will, find this a great challenge. Our goal today is to help you hone in on some key aspects of your relationship that you can pay closer attention to in order to stay on, or get on, a healthier path for your relationship. So let's begin by addressing the point that your relationship with your significant other has a strong influence on your child's development. In previous episodes in our series on how to parent in uncertain times, we discussed the ways in which parents control and manage their own emotions during this pandemic will influence how secure their child feels. And even more closely related to this topic, we recorded an entire episode on how your relationship affects your child's development in episode 9. But for now, we'll say this. The health of your relationship has a strong influence on your child's development. As we discussed in episode 9, children are constantly growing and developing, and so parents must adapt to a new normal time and time again. This is, in part what makes parenting so difficult. But the threat of COVID-19 has brought this challenge that parents experience on a regular basis to an entirely new level. Parents have been thrown into this new normal and are being forced to adapt, and adapt quickly, on many levels. As far as the health of your relationship goes, and your child's development, 
Just as we discussed in episode 9, in light of welcoming a first baby, your best option is to focus on finding positive ground with your significant other. As always, doing so will be a work in progress, but it should, nonetheless, be your focus. And the way to find positive ground, positive common ground, is to work at communicating well or better. We've all heard that communication is the key to a successful relationship. It's true in normal times, and even more so during uncertain times, like now, when greater strains and stresses are put on each person and the relationship. Positive communication is what keeps couples in a healthy relationship, and healthy relationships influence children's development in a positive way. So let's look at some ways couples can work at communicating better. The first way has to do with the importance of being in tune with what your significant other is feeling. Given today's circumstances and the extent to which parents are being pulled in different directions, make a point to carve out time in the day, perhaps at the end of the day, to talk to your significant other about what each of you is feeling. How you're feeling about the world's circumstances, of course, But in light of today's topic, make the time to discuss how each of you is feeling about how your responsibilities in the house are being divided. We all have a lot more on our plate at the moment, and communicating well about how you are adapting to the new normal in your house is the very first important aspect for you to look at. It's important to communicate about what your expectations are of each other. It's important to express with positive phrases and not with accusations, which we'll get into later in this episode, if or how certain aspects of your responsibilities feel overwhelming, if you feel some are stressing you out too much, etc. Now, it's possible, given today's extreme circumstances, that you will both feel stretched too thin and are feeling overwhelmed about how much you are being required to do on a daily basis. Even if there are no clear solutions, just talking through how each of you are feeling can be very helpful. Express which parts of the day or which responsibilities weigh heavier than others, for example. Doing this is the clearest and quickest route to seeing if there is an opportunity to switch up small parts of the day with who does what. And deliberately taking the time to discuss this regularly will help to prevent negative thoughts and emotions from piling up. What may seem like a trivial change in indoor scenery, such as switching up who's folding laundry and who's giving the kids a bath, may help. The point here is that expressing and understanding how each of you is feeling about how the many responsibilities at home are being divided is the first crucial step to communicating well with your significant other even in these difficult and stressful times. So what else can couples do to prevent their relationship from taking a hit during self-isolation? Along with being in tune with what each of you is feeling, being aware of your own behavior is paramount and is the second aspect that parents can look at to help ease tensions at home during this trying time. As stress and tension increase, the more each of you can benefit from being more aware of what you are doing to help contribute to a positive relationship with your significant other. So what does this mean? How exactly can you contribute to a positive relationship? 
Every person and every relationship is different. So what you can do to help contribute to a positive relationship with your significant other may be quite different from what your friend or sibling is doing. In light of this, we will discuss many examples of what you can do to help contribute to a positive relationship, and we hope that one or all will be helpful to you. The first is to express positive encouragement to one another. Telling your significant other that you notice their efforts, that something impressed you, that you appreciate something they did, or even that you notice something specific that they did will make the other feel heard and feel appreciated. What sometimes happens is that when you feel stressed and filled with negative emotions, it becomes very difficult to tell your significant other something like this. If this is how you're feeling, start small. Start by simply expressing that you see your significant other. If you're starting small, then don't feel you have to jump in with praise like thank you for or that was great that you did X. Simply expressing or hearing that your significant other has seen you do something can be positive enough to change and start a new path. And of course, this works best if both parties are aware of this. If you can, talk to your significant other about wanting to find positives throughout the day that you can share with each other. The more you express this type of positive encouragement and the more you receive it, the easier it should get to offer the encouragement. The second way that you can contribute to a positive relationship is to express yourself with I statements. When people get stressed and overwhelmed, even angry, accusations start to fly and communication deteriorates as a result. So concentrate on starting your sentence with I. I would find it helpful if you would do the dishes while I put the kids to bed. I feel more stressed about cooking meals throughout the day when we don't take the time to plan what we will order in the next delivery together. I would prefer it if you help me clean up after meals instead of doing laundry. I don't mind folding clothes after we clean the kitchen together. And within this second aspect of expressing yourself with I statements, there's a very important part to pay attention to, which could make or break your efforts. And that is to express yourself in direct statements. A direct message is, I would find it very helpful if you would help me change the baby throughout the day. Whereas an indirect statement for the same message would be, I guess the baby will just have to learn to change herself. Both statements started with I, but the first example, the direct message, was clear, whereas the second example was indirect, unclear, and fueled with resentment, anger, and frustration. In this type of example, if you want to express how you're feeling about something and not just what you would like to change, again, begin with I. Expressing yourself in a positive way doesn't mean you can only talk about positive feelings. In fact, you should talk about your negative feelings, but in a positive way. The way to do this is to be clear. Start with I and don't accuse. I feel frustrated when I'm the only one changing the baby. If you share the responsibility, it would really help me out. And given today's circumstances where most parents are just trying to get by one day at a time, you shouldn't feel that your clear statements have to also include all the answers. You can just express how circumstances are making you feel. For example, I find it stressful and I get overwhelmed every afternoon when I have to homeschool, 
work, and prepare for supper. What do you think we could do to make afternoons run better? Now, a third way that you can contribute to a positive relationship is to remain polite with each other. This may sound too simple or unimportant, but often, when negative emotions are at play, courtesy is the first thing to disappear. A good benchmark is to imagine how you would speak to someone if they were a guest in your home for a day. Then take account how far or how close your behavior is to that with your significant other. It may sound trivial, but the extent of your genuine thank yous, sorries, pleases, and excuse me's set up an underlying tone to all other communication you will have with your significant other. If you're looking for a place to start amidst some chaos at home, this is a good one. It's easy to spot when you can insert one of these courtesy statements, and even if you're feeling completely overwhelmed and at a loss, summing up the energy and focus to express a thank you or a please will be easier than rethinking how to phrase what you want to say starting with an I and being direct, for example. Also, within the topic of being polite with one another, recognize and express that you've noticed and appreciated something if your significant other has done something that pleases you. If either of you goes out of your way to do something nice for the other one, then even more reason to say thank you. Holding back a thank you in this circumstance would be extremely hurtful and damaging to your communication moving forward. In the same vein, if you said something hurtful, apologize. What your apology consists of will largely be influenced by how much your negative emotions are taking hold. But if all you can get out is, sorry I did that, then start there. The take-home message here is that being polite, thanking, or apologizing for particular actions helps the other to feel seen, heard, and appreciated. And these feelings are part of what keeps your bond strong during these trying times. A fourth way that you can contribute to a positive relationship is to pay attention to how much you really listen when the other is speaking. Do you listen and hear them out fully? Are you distracted doing other things when they're talking about something very important to them? Do you offer supportive statements? And do you express empathy? What position do you take when they are talking? Are you their ally? Are you on their side? And are you clearly expressing that you are on their side? And if you disagree with them in a conversation, then pay attention to stating your position without insulting theirs. Take a step back and look at how you respond. Are you putting words in their mouth? Are you interpreting their thoughts and feelings for them? Are you drawing your own conclusions for them? Doing any of these will work toward them feeling like you are not their ally, you are not being empathetic, and you are not listening to them. Sarcasm, withdrawal, picking fights, etc. will all work toward pulling you further down into a hole of poor communication, which may be very difficult to get out of. Poor communication fosters negative feelings for one another, and negative feelings fuel poor communication. This is a very difficult cycle to get out of, and even more difficult the further into the cycle you are. The take-home message here, and especially now with so much stress and tension in homes, is that you can contribute to a positive relationship by communicating clearly that you are listening, 
that you are empathetic, and that you are each other's allies. A last way that you can contribute to a positive relationship is by imagining that your interactions are part of a ping pong game. This is an oversimplification, of course, but it can help shed some light on how interactions can work for or against you. Back to the analogy of the ping pong game, the healthier the relationship, the more frequent the serves and volleys are and the faster the returns. So what does this mean? After time apart in the house, for example, or after a disagreement, one person should serve the ball. Offer something. Anything. It can be as simple as stating a fact. I finally finished that task. Or, I'm glad we finished those leftovers. The healthier the relationship, the more of these interactions that don't necessarily mean much in and of themselves add up to tremendous feelings of friendship, partnership, camaraderie, and love. For example, if it takes an entire day for someone to serve the ball after a disagreement, then that entire day was probably filled with negative thoughts and feelings which permeate through the entire household. Especially after a disagreement or a stressful situation, not only is the serve important, but the return equally so. If you've had an argument or experienced a tense situation and one of you goes to the other and says simple, like something simple, like, okay, the kids are finally asleep, then it's up to the other person to respond, respond pleasantly and quickly enough. The first person who served is waiting and they will either receive a volley back that they can then respond to positively or move on to doing something else in the house with positive feelings or they will receive a volley back filled with anger and resentment, which will have their own negative consequences. Even worse is if they don't even receive a volley back, which will leave them with stronger negative emotions, because they're the ones who mustered up the courage to serve the ball to begin with. Working on being self-aware of how you serve and volley with your significant other should help you take account of how supportive you are of one another. If you're finding your communication strained and tense, then working on your ping pong game, so to speak, is another good way to start contributing to a positive relationship and slowly start to work on better communication. We've now talked about ways in which you can work together to communicate better. The first way was to work at being in tune with how the other is feeling. The second way was to pay attention to how you are contributing to a positive relationship. And we went over five ways that you can do that. Now, the third way you can work on communicating better, especially during times of stress and overwhelm, is to keep in touch with supportive friends and family. By doing this, you will return to your significant other and communicate with them in better spirits, with a different perspective, maybe even with a weight partly lifted. The positive outcomes that come from communicating with others who are supportive will help to ground you and relieve some stress. These positive outcomes can, in turn, have a domino effect and influence your communication and relationship in a positive way. And the same is true for time alone, the fourth way you can work on communicating better. Just like speaking with supportive friends and family can help to positively influence your relationship with your significant other, so can taking some quiet time for yourself and giving your significant other opportunities to do the same. Given today's circumstances, this may not be much, but some is definitely better than none. 
This circles back to the first aspect we brought up in today's episode, expressing to one another what you expect and what's working and what's not working can include talking about scheduling in calls with friends or spending an hour alone at night to regroup. As a final note, as much as this episode was geared toward parents and helping them to avoid their relationship going off track during this time of isolation, we want to underline that the healthier your relationship is, which has so much to do with the quality of your communication, the more positively you are influencing your child's development. This includes, but isn't limited to, maintaining secure attachment, modeling positive ways of expressing negative emotions, and modeling how people treat each other during times of stress and tension. In conclusion, I think it's fair to say that most parents are experiencing a lot of challenges at home these days. And some of these challenges specifically have to do with how they feel about their significant other how to communicate with their significant other so that they are happy with the outcomes from their interactions, and how to feel like they are a team and allies in this very trying time, as opposed to fighting parties who are just trying to get through each day overwhelmed by negative emotions. So much about how to handle the stress and tension with your significant other during self-isolation comes down to communicating positively. And in part, this means being aware of what may be threatening your relationship. Being self-aware is only one part of the solution. The other part has to do with actually following through on what you know you should say or do, even if your negative emotions are overwhelming you in the moment. Even if you are able to control your emotions, it's still important to identify what stresses and overwhelms you so that you can address it and communicate positively about it with your significant other. If you are listening and struggling with how you and your significant other are communicating with each other, then start with one aspect we discussed today and go from there. Even starting by expressing to your significant other that you want to try and will do your best to try to communicate better can help set the stage for change and create an openness for a better way. Whether you start by paying attention to your figurative game of ping pong with your significant other, or whether you feel better starting with some simple pleases and thank yous, a first step in the right direction is the solution. Self-isolation won't come to an end tomorrow, so however you're feeling in your relationship, it's always a good idea to keep an eye on, identify, and communicate your feelings in a positive way. This is how you will help to prevent your relationship from going downhill and being negatively affected by self-isolation. We hope that you found today's podcast helpful. Come say hi on social. Our Facebook and Instagram accounts are at Dr. Solomon's Wisdom, all one word. You can subscribe to the Wise Parenting Podcast on any podcast app, including Spotify, the Apple and Google Podcast apps, or wherever you listen. Parenting advice keeps changing on us, depending on what you read and who you listen to. This is making parents feel like they're doing a bad job. And worst of all, many parents today don't know who to trust for what is probably the most important job they'll ever have. So if you're the parent of a young child and you would like to feel clearer, more confident, and more at ease about your parenting decisions, then the Wise Parenting Academy can help you get there. With on-demand access to foundation lectures and seminars in digital, print, and audio, as well as exclusive one-on-one guidance from Dr. Solomon, 
the Wise Parenting Academy is the perfect next step to building the best long-term outcomes for your child. Come check us out at thewiseparentingacademy.com. Thank you for listening, and we hope you will join us again.